Uh, you, you know what? Can you check the standings? Yeah, is it two check points? Check the standings? Oh, heck yeah, I'm gonna check the standings. It's two points. Two points. Call it two points. Call it two points and move on after we make the video. We have. Let's go! Give me what I want! Kick down the door! Drew, you are not doing this! What? Not nice! There's a giant head! You hear yourself! I made like 2,000 of these. I'd like to have fun. With you, wherever you are, welcome to LFR. Puppies. I, I was gonna do something else, but we got these new chicken treats, and he's like, "Look how jacked he is for them." You're not missing this. Yeah, let's go. What? Leafs win? They won. Ah, they won. It was a big comeback win, and they won. The game in general was a travesty of the sport. Feels like I should be wearing black for that funeral, but they won. It was a travesty where the Leafs got two points, and that's all right. But seriously, what? Leafs win? 5-4 in overtime over the Florida Panthers. To give you an idea of how poorly officiated that game was, the Leafs had seven power plays to the Panthers three and no one seems to be happy about it. The Leafs had seven power plays and a penalty shot. They scored two goals. It kind of got them back in the game. Still mad. Let me say the thing because it feels extra funny tonight. Think you know which way it's gonna go? I, sure, fine. Yeah, I bet you do. I. Have no idea what's gonna happen any given shift. You can make your bet at Sports Interaction. When the puck drops, Sports Interaction has you covered before the game, live betting on all major sports and prop bets. Wanna bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN and get the app. It's 19 plus, please play responsibly. And by play responsibly, I mean just don't listen to me. Producer Drew won money tonight because he ignored what I was saying. Drew sent me this, I'm pretty sure it was when the Leafs were losing 4-2. He said, but by the way, I hate that picture of me, Drew. The Leafs already have seven power plays, LMAO. The comeback is coming now. Have to live bet. And I said, horrible fudging game. That's a donation, Drew. He said LMAO because they were losing! Despite having seven power plays through two periods! Okay, because of the temperature of hockey Twitter on this particular evening, uh, people said, hey Steve, how about a one-taker? Absolutely not. Here's what I have learned about one-takers. You cannot force them. It's gotta be a combination of it's warranted and also, I feel like I can do it. When the Leafs lost game seven to Montreal, I thought I could do a 25 minute take because uh, I, I had it in me. When the Leafs lost 9-2 to Nashville, I had about two and a half minutes to go on, a bunch of jump cuts and screaming. And also a t-shirt over a long sleeve shirt and probably several years after that was all right. I don't need you to remind me how stupid that looks. My wife does it enough. But honestly, if I did a one-taker for this game, I think I'd sound intoxicated. Meandering this way and that, and then going back several blocks because of something I forgot. Going through this game goal by goal is impossible too. There were nine of them. So I think I want to parse out the thoughts. Starting with this, because this game deserves it. Can you give us a zookeeper-like comparison of the NHL and its referees to an ostrich? They have to have their heads buried in sand to not see the problem. Okay, first and foremost, all my time at the zoo, I've never actually heard of an ostrich burying its head in the sand. I don't know if that's a thing they actually do. I think we might just think that because of Bugs Bunny. It was Bugs Bunny, right? It was it was a cartoon. But okay, what do we have here? With the officiating this game, we had two people who fancy themselves authority figures who made a variety of decisions, a lot of them wrong, all of them, no one was happy with. Nobody seemed to listen to them anyway. And they were running around the entire time in both directions. Their whistle was like a squawk. It was just a really loud, ah, get to the pot! So the zookeeper-like comparison I would make for this game 
It didn't remind me of any animal or any ostrich. It reminded me of the parents. You ever seen parents try to corral a bunch of kids at the zoo? It's all just a lot of effort to varying degrees of failure, which is exactly how I would categorize the officiating of this game. Let's talk about that game, let's start with the goals and then we'll get into the nonsense. Less than two minutes in, Carter Verhage, Leaf Draft Pick, of course! That was multi-time general manager of the year award winner Lou Lamorello's first move as a Leaf, Thanks, Lou. Now listen, the Leafs defense is not great on this play, as you can see here. Look at how wide open of a shot that is for Carter Verhage. But I gotta say, as bad scenarios go, and this is a bad scenario, it's not that bad of one. He's not that close in the net. This is a scoring chance, and he's a guy who can shoot. He had 20 goals before this one. But at the end of the day, this is a goaltender going one-on-one -on -one with a shooter and losing. You can get two-on-ones and passing plays that make you move side to side, and you can get screens in front, and you can have a funny deflection, and this is just a goalie getting beat clean. Glove, save that, one nothing cats. But then less than a minute later, there's Morgan Riley, who no one's happy with right now. He rushes in, throws the puck in front, it goes off of a blue sweater, and that's okay, because we like blue sweaters. Goes off of Dryden Hunt, his third of the season. Pardon? Oh right, he was on the avalanche. Pardon? Anyway, it's his third of the season. Does he have as many goals as Dennis Mulligan? Let me just- Oh, he just passed him! Mulligan's got two, both with the Leafs. Mulligan's got zero with the Avalanche. Leafs win the trade, confirmed. Anyway, it's his first goal as a Leaf, 1-1. One, one. Wow, okay. About 10 minutes later, the Leafs are on the power play. That's good. Mitch Marner's on the verge of giving it away. That's bad. Mitch Marner full-blown gives it away. That's worse. Markov in on the breakaway. Stop by Murray! And I don't want to give a goalie too much grief for not getting the rebound off a save that he made on a breakaway. But, like, he's not in the net. It feels like he should be in the net. Ultimately, it's a Leaf power play and it should have never got to that boo, boo earned thoroughly and the Panthers are up 2-1 again. But guess what? The Leafs get a power play again and this time they're gonna power play even harder! Garncroft gets it to Kerfoot who taps it in. There's a second unit power play combination if I ever heard it. It's 2-2. Before the end of the period, the puck is scrambling in the Leaf zone. Kerfoot tries to get in front of this. Puck's ringing around, Kerfoot tries to get in front of it, but Josh Mahura, who producer Drew did not he did not know who that was. He had never heard of him. Blast it! And I gotta say, it's a good shot. Well-placed shot. Good goal. But Murray leaving a big old bunch of that glove side wide open. It's a good shot, but you gotta give yourself a chance. It's 3-2 Panthers after the first. Despite the Leafs outshooting the Florida Panthers 14-7 in the first. And the penalties were 4-1. Panthers on the power play less than two minutes into the second. We're off to a great start. On the Panthers power play, Barkov with a... Just an amazing shot from the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, man. Like, listen, is Jordy Ben screening Matt Murray there? It looks like it on the screenshot, but if you look where the puck is, and like, if we, unless we have a camera at Matt Murray's eyes, I'm not actually sure he was screened by that. He could tell you. But I have a possibly unfair take. As you get screened. Goalies get screened. You know what? Frederick Anderson had a lot of flaws, namely his five hole, but... He fought well to get through screens and like find ways to see the puck for crying out loud. When he was at his best. And Matt Murray becomes the first goalie to get yanked from a Leafs game this season. Samsonov goes in. Some people were criticizing the Leafs' uh, reluctance to pull a goalie in any game. I don't know how many games have really warranted it this season. There have been some bad goalie performances, but like this is teetering on making a game relatively early in the game 
unwinnable. And I was hard on Matt Murray because I'm sorry, those goals stunk, at, at least a couple of them. And yes, he played great the last few games, and what about the last few games before that? I think it's perfectly fair to call this guy who we were starting to anoint the number one goalie kind of streaky a little bit. And I think it's okay to have some high expectations for the Leafs' two goaltenders because we've heard a lot about what they're going to do at this deadline. And, you know, you know they're probably going to go out and get a, a winger, um, maybe a, a defenseman. No one said goalie. No one. I think one guy has said maybe a goalie. I'm one guy. And I'm not saying you can't have off games. It's just it's not ideal to have three really bad games, three stellar games, and this, like, untenable situation. Some sort of illness has been going through the team. Maybe he's got it. I don't know. But if you're in the lineup, yeah. Can you give us a chance to win or not? Murray didn't. Samsonov came into the game and he gave the Leafs a chance to win. Then the game jumped the shark. And I actually have to do a screen record for this because the penalty summary for the second period doesn't fit on one scroll of my phone. Five seconds in, Bobby McMahon takes a high stick penalty on Matthew Kachuk. Kachuk hit himself in his own face. McMahon got him like in, in the helmet and pushed it back a little bit and then Kachuk sold it like a used car. Sam Bennett, high stick it against John Tavares. This one was real. Ryan Lomberg, hooking against Cali Yarncroke. And then this is where everyone lost it. Timothy Lilligren, interference against Sam Bennett. I'm gonna be fully transparent with you. I very often say that something happens in a hockey game that I have never seen before. Like, alarmingly often, but, you know, it's a game, it goes very fast, puck's made of rubber. I understand funny things happening. Everyone was really upset about this call, and I don't even understand! I have no idea, I don't get it. And even the broadcast was like, this call is really dumb. And I was like, you bet, what? I don't understand what happened. And I have a suggestion, and I've been yelling and screaming different uh, variations of this for a long time. Sometimes when there's a controversial goal that uh, is disallowed or allowed, the NHL Situation Room will send a report to, you know, whatever, like all the insiders, and then they'll tweet it out or they'll read it on air or whatever. And it's to help the fans understand What's going on? I've been asking for the NHL to make officials available to the media for years and years. They're not going to do that. But what's wrong with issuing like a paragraph long, hey, here's what happened there. A tweet? Could you do it in a tweet? Because two minutes for interference doesn't tell me anything. I say this all the time. I try to think about hockey games as if I'm sitting next to a friend who has never watched a game of hockey before. Wouldn't even know where to begin. Other leagues do this all the time. The other night, the NBA had a controversial call involving Joel Embiid, one of their biggest stars. And they released their two minute report in the final two minutes. And they said, hey, we got the call wrong. They said that. And, and think of how, like, embarrassing that is for the official, and oh my god, how does it make the league look? It makes the league look like they give a crap about accountability! It makes the league look like they vaguely want fans to sort of understand what's going on! It's the difference between having the chef come out and explain exactly what is in your meal, and having the waiter come out and saying, here you go, stupid, eat your slap! And in this scenario, we're all the person referred to as stupid. Nick Cousins cross-checking on Austin Matthews, could have called that three times, Austin Matthews tripping against Nick Cousins. Hey, how come he did that? Michael Bunting roughing on Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl roughing on Michael Bunting. Zach Aston Reese roughing on Radko Gudis. 
Doodle, doodle. Panthers didn't convert, and I think it hurt Gudis' feelings. I guess 15 seconds left in the third. Oh, you couldn't even wait 15 seconds? Oh, Gudis charging against Zach Aston Reese. Puck crashes to the net. Giordano whacks at it. They review it. It's no goal, but the Leafs go to the power play. And with three seconds left in the period, Austin Matthews grips it and rips it home. Oh, boy, there hadn't already retired seven, they'd do it again for you, buddy, boy. And that gives the Leafs life heading into the third period against the Florida Panthers, a legitimately terrible third period team. Oh my goodness, I think Drew might have been right. 34 seconds into the period, just to keep it going, <laughs> William Nylander is awarded a penalty shot. Panthers fans, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Um, the NHL does not call enough penalty shots. Like, other leagues around the world are probably softer on a lot of stuff, but, and maybe too soft, but they award more penalty shots. How many times have you seen a penalty and like, yeah, it's definitely something, and you're like, but that's a penalty shot though. It's from behind. I don't, it's from behind. It's, I don't understand. Okay, sure, it's cool to be on the power play, but that's a penalty shot. And out of the hundreds of those plays I have seen where I'm like, that's definitely a penalty shot, but okay, fine. I'm surprised this one was a penalty shot. William Nylander doesn't convert, and thank goodness, because I don't think I could have tolerated the complaining. And for the rest of the game, no calls. There wasn't a single penalty call in the third period. If you want to count the penalty shot, and maybe you should, it's got penalty in the name, that's it. The final 29 and a half minutes, or no, this went to overtime, for goodness sake. <laughs> The final half hour plus of this game. Fine. Every good job, everyone. You did <laughs> you did great. You're trying to tell me the first 40 minutes of this game had 16 infractions and the final half hour plus had none? You stink! Ew! I'm sorry, I don't I don't want Paul Maurice, while uh, opinions about how good of a coach he is uh, may vary. Legendary quote. Oh, I miss him as a quote. I wish the Leafs could have Keith as their head coach, but Paul Maurice has to speak for him. Because after the game, he said this. Paul Maurice in the NHL. They flew us out west, then back, then up here, then threw those two officials at us. I don't know what the hell those guys were doing tonight. Ah, I miss him. I, he was funny. He was, go look up old Paul Maurice quotes, man. Underrated. As if this game wasn't stupid enough, Mitch Marner puts it on. The puck is floating in the air, and it goes in off William Nylander's head. His head! Even he's standing there like, yeah, that's about right, it's tied. It gets to overtime, largely thank to Ilya Simsonov making a couple ridiculous saves. And you might as well, after William Nylander tied it, like, oh god, I'm the goalie of record. And like, can the Leafs win this game, man? Shots were 37-19. And in overtime, there was only one shot on goal, and it involved William Nylander cutting through the Florida Panthers like a spoon into ice cream, and not like your spoon into ice cream, where it's got a little bit of freezer burn and it's kind of hard and like the whole thing comes out in a block. I'm talking about like, like the soft kind from the commercial. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Cuts through them all and ew, ew, what did Sergey Bobrov- Ew! Nylander's 24th, let's get him to the All-Star game for crying out loud. Thank goodness that game is over, I thought it would never end! Questions. Did the refs get a call from the league after the second where they were told, since you haven't been able to do anything right for the first 40, you're not allowed to call anything in the third? You know what, that's a fun theory if refs hadn't consistently put the whistles away in every third period ever.
Like, ever. I missed most of it, unfortunately, but apparently the officiating was horrible. What the heck happened? I tried, Jessica. I... Is that James Reimer in your profile photo? Oh my goodness, James! Okay, so Murray struggled, but Sammy stepped in and shut the door. Isn't that kind of how it's supposed to work? Yeah, it is kind of how it's supposed to work. I like that you put kind of, because the way it is ideally supposed to work is your starter goes in and finishes the game because he was good. He was not, in this case. But, Ilya Simsonov was wonderful. And all season, well, oh, at the beginning of the season they were both hurt, but... We were waiting for one to take the net away from the other. Simsonov really faltered, and Murray picked up the slack after faltering a little bit himself. But he was the first goalie to bust out of the slump. I think for maybe the next couple games, depending on how next game goes, it's against Winnipeg, woof, Sammy is the starter. Sammy was already probably going to be the starter on Thursday, It'll be very interesting to see how he does, and then to see who gets Saturday. But yeah, a backup comes in in support of his starter and does a good job. Yeah, that is how it's supposed to work. Kind of. You know what, Steve? As much as a mess that was, it was an extremely entertaining game to watch live. Nothing is better for team building than collectively not knowing what's going on. It, it bonds us together. Nothing that you have that stupid feeling inside you, a little bit of insecurity where you're like, I don't, I don't know what's happening. And then the person next to you says, oh my God, I don't know what's happening. And you go, me neither, me neither. Let's talk about that. They're dumb, right? They're dumb. This is dumb. Let's talk about how they're dumb. Not us. We're not dumb. I know we don't understand what's going on, but we're not dumb. They're dumb. Hockey Twitter, it, um, myself included, can be chronically online at times. And I am so, so excited to go to my first game of the season next week against the New York Rangers because it's better in person. It is. I know we had that talk on the podcast recently and it focused way too much on the fact that I'm just too lazy to leave the house. It largely had to do with like uh, not wanting to wait in line and not wanting to leave my house and uh, having all the food that I want and not having to pay uh, a fortune for it. But uh, I forgot the fact that the game is infinitely better in the building. Like, way better in the building. You, you, you can't replace... There aren't 20,000 people in my basement. Anyway, that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you like this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends. If you were hoping for Thursday to be a little calmer, it's against the Jets.